Brought to you by Fruitnet Media, this is Fruitbox. Hello, welcome to Fruitbox, Fruitnet series of conversations about the fresh fruit and vegetable business with me, Chris White. Every week I talk down the line from here in London with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face today. I want these 15-minute conversations, which we now broadcast once a week, every Wednesday, to give you the best insight into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. Now, recent episodes of Fruitbox have looked at the issue of sustainability, and I make no apologies for returning to the subject this week too. And today I want to look at this issue from the perspective of the banana business, still the world's number one fruit commodity that's eaten and enjoyed everywhere. Now to discuss this with me today, I'm delighted to be joined down the line from his head office in Hamburg in Germany by Mike Port, the managing director of Port International. Mike, hi, welcome to Fruitbox. Hi, Chris. Uh, thank you for inviting me for this interview. I think normally would have met in Madrid uh, as last year, but times are difficult. So I appreciate that we at least can have a chat via uh, this stream. It's nice, to, it's nice to talk to you down the line this morning. Now, you launched a brand last year called Be Climate um, with the express aim of slowing climate change. That's what you said. You said you wanted quotes, to create the necessary balance between the consumer's needs and a healthy climate. So tell us, how, how can you, or how can shoppers rather, slow climate change by eating bananas? Uh, it's quite simple, and this is also the secret of the brand Be Climate. Uh, every banana has a QR code and says, Be Climate by CO2 Neutral. So the consumers um, are faced with uh, climate change or be climate. They, and if they go with the mobile phones on this QR code, they find out very easily uh, that uh, with buying one kilo of bananas, they have compensated 940 grams of uh, uh, CO2. So it's, an, it's, it's not only showing them how much CO2 they uh, balance, but also it shows in a very transparent way uh, down to the end what they have done with it and what we uh, support. Mm -hmm. And you, you said at the time that you wanted to extend um, this brand, Be Climate, into other fresh fruits and vegetables. You, you think there's a particular issue in the consumer's mind about the fresh fruits and vegetables they buy and, and climate change. And how can you do this alone on your own? Uh, surely it's, a, it's something that we all have to do in the business. That is true, not only in the fruit business or fruit and vegetable business, but uh, everybody has to think on his own where he could support uh, stopping uh, uh, the climate change and uh, getting uh, the global warming under control. Uh, we only, in our, from our uh, side, can do something, not everything, but we make a start. <clears throat> and we show consumers and our partners that it is a start. We, we have uh, projects uh, where we reduce uh, CO2 emissions and the rest we are balancing. We are investing in offset projects. And so the consumers can, by buying a banana, uh, compensate, contribute to a climate change in a very simple way. Mm. And, and crucial in, in this relationship between the producer and the consumer, of course, is the supermarket. They play a crucial role in not only getting your fruit to market, but getting the message across 
to consumers. And I know from the many conversations we've had over the years that you've often been pretty critical in private, also in public, about uh, the way supermarkets behave, uh, this fixation they have with the price war. So is your attitude changing or are things changing in Germany when it comes to uh, the way supermarkets, uh, you know, develop their strategy? Actually, we were uh, on not a a bad move uh, the last uh, couple of months, uh, but I think that COVID-19 is not really helping us. Um, I see a tendency towards uh, uh, the race to the bottom, who has the most competitive bananas on the shelves, because consumers obviously um, are are quite sensitive uh, and and, um, they like to buy uh, favorable bananas, cheap bananas, because in, in the future they are they are afraid what's going to happen, and uh, so unfortunately, um, the price fighter will play a role in their assortment. However, I believe that uh, there will be also a lot of consumers uh, who will focus on values and who are prepared to pay for quality, for organics, for fair trade, and also uh, lately uh, for uh, for stopping climate change. And if you can put a story behind uh, a brand or a, a special quality or a new variety, I think then there will be consumers um, and supermarkets giving you a chance to um, to sell this product because it sells. Mm. And the story I, I imagine that you want to get over to consumers, the, the most important story is the sustainable future uh, for bananas that, that growers have. And, and surely that's a question of getting higher returns, more money back to growers in the tropics. How can you make that happen when banana prices, as you've said, are always among the lowest in the fresh produce department in Germany in particular? I mean, there are really the margins in the banana business today are so, so thin. How do you manage it? Um, we introduced B Climate, and B Climate is an extra class quality. Um, it is, um, it's, a, it's, it's not a normal banana. It, is, uh, it, it offers values, and uh, we introduced B Climate exactly tomorrow. It's exactly one year ago when we introduced B Climate. And we were in a position to uh, introduce these bananas uh, in the leading Belgian retail chain, Delays. Uh, they replaced uh, another premium brand by Climate, And I'm really happy that uh, we did sell more Climate bananas than uh, in the same period of last year, uh, the premium brand. So mm. that's, that shows that consumers accept a new brand with a value and that sales are even exceeding. So we are now introducing other products like clementines, blueberries, strawberries uh, to the supermarket. And we hope that other supermarkets uh, will follow because it's, it's an answer uh, to, to have to, to these uh, uh, the cheap uh, uh, bananas in the shelves. Mm. Um, we, we've talked uh, about the sustainability of, of the grower. Um, there's also the sustainability of, of your business. I mean, you're now, uh, you've been in the business for almost 40 years already. You're the fifth generation of, of the Port family. Your great-great-grandfather set up the business. It's now well over 100 years old. How, how do you explain 
this longevity, this long period for a a, a, a company headed by, a, a, you know, the same head of the family? It is, of course, a little, it's not a secret, but it is also not um, so easy uh, as it sounds. It's not really like one generation hands it over to the next generation. I only uh, joined uh, the company uh, when I was 34 as a managing director. I worked, as you know, Chris, for, for Dole, for Geese Bananas. So it was not really clear that I would end up here. But when I joined, then my father handed over the business to me and said, well, the operational business now is yours. And um, if there are questions, you can ask me, but I'm out. I think this was very smart because um, very often uh, the, um, the generations ahead of you can't say goodbye. And uh, my father could say goodbye. So that was good. And the business is very uh, challenging. You always have to um, invent yourself new. You have to have new ideas and, and you have to have also the DNA, the fruit DNA. Uh, so this is it. And then you must always be lucky. Uh, it, without luck, I think in our business, it's also not possible. So it's a mixture of, it's a mixture of uh, working hard, having ideas, um, being lucky. And um, so this is it. And I'm, I love my job. So hopefully I do that. And, and let's, uh, let's face the next challenge, which is on the table. And, and, and of course, that's uh, now a question of transmitting that uh, passion you have for the business uh, to your son, because he's now joining the business. He's, I think, in his 20s, Carlson. What, what future do you see for him in the fresh fruit and vegetable business? And what was the advice your own father gave you when you started, uh, as you said, at the age of 34 in, 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 in the business. And is it the same kind of advice that you'd be giving your son today? You can compare it. It's not the same because I worked uh, for more than 10 years outside the company. Uh, the circumstances at that time were uh, right. Uh, now, in this time, it's different. My son um, is 25. He studied. He learned in the tea business and in the food online business. And then we thought, uh, well, what's the best way to, to do you like to, to join the fruit business? Do you, do you like it? And he said, yes, I like it. I said, okay, then you have two choices. Either you work um, for other companies or you join uh, company port. And um, we both decided that there would be no better platform uh, to learn the business like our uh, company, because uh, it's not a secret that competitors do not really like to educate the competition uh, or the, the <laughs> competitors. So, so uh, he's doing well. He, he likes his job. He's uh, now in the banana uh, sales and learning a lot. So, and I, I give the same advice to him. Uh, he doesn't, he's not forced to, 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 to be the next generation of this company. He has to take it easy. If he, if he continues liking it, if he's capable, then he's going to do it. Otherwise, there is no, no worries. And, and do you think he has the fruit DNA that you spoke of uh, earlier? He's half Dutch uh, and half German, so... And... <laughs> <laughs> he definitely has. Now, let, let's turn to, to kind of the issues today. And of course, uh, you know better than most that the defining characteristic of our sector is one of constant change. You, you then add 
the impact of the COVID crisis, which you've effect, you've had, uh, you've felt in Germany too, of course. W what impact do you think this crisis will have on our sector? And we're going forward to something new, aren't we? Or are we going to go back to where we were? Definitely not, uh, Chris. Um, I'm, of course, missing um, the, um, the fairs, the congresses uh, we had where we have chats where you can smell, where you can taste the business by, by chatting to people. And I'm, I'm really missing it. Um, but uh, on the other hand, you have to face uh, what has happened. You have to face what will, what will happen in the future. <clears throat> because I believe that um, COVID is speeding up what, what was a little bit delayed in Europe, the digitalization um, being maybe a little bit more modern. Uh, so I think when we come back uh, after COVID-19, hopefully soon, uh, things will change and will be a mixture of, of a meeting, but also what we do now will of course increase and it will, it will be uh, uh, probably a more, more technical way of, of doing business. Techniques will, uh, will play a bigger role in our business. But uh, it's, it's the younger generation has to uh, make the architecture of the uh, fruit business in future and they will, they will cope with it. And we being a little bit more mature, we will uh, also join uh, those years and learn from it and adapt. Uh, I think this is it. Uh, how it will going to happen, I don't know. We both don't know. Uh, we only know that things will change. Now, one, one thing that uh, people often say in the fruit business is that is that human dimension you mentioned about the contact we, you know, we meet one another at, uh, at your office or in at a trade show, or whatever it is, this human dimension, why, why do you think it's so important in the fruit business? Or do you think it's just, as it were, that we're of a generation where it is important and for your son, and, you know, your, his, his generation, it's not such an important thing? I think it is important uh, because uh, our business is so much based on confidence, uh, on feeling if someone is really capable, if someone really is fighting uh, to to always be the partner for uh, for functional supply, for good qualities, and and all this you cannot present in a tender. If you only have to present a tender and uh, the buyers decide on, on, on comparing the tenders, then definitely they might uh, take a wrong decision. But if you have the chance to explain, to show how, with how much emotion, how, how much passion you do your business, it helps. And uh, so definitely I hope that this part uh, of, of, of personal um, um, impact will not uh, be so much out of our business. Yeah. Well, um, I, I look forward to the next time we can get together, Mike. Um, it's been a pleasure having you on on Fruitbox today. I was joined down the line by Mike Port, the Managing Director of Port International. Mike, thanks so much for coming on Fruitbox. Okay, Chris, thank you very much. Have a good day. Thank you. Now, you can find today's conversation with Mike and the many others I'm having here at Fruitbox on our website, fruitnet.com. We've got some more great guests coming on the program in the next few weeks, so do keep listening in. Mike and I talked briefly about the future of trade shows. Now, in these COVID times, we've taken our own event in Asia online. So look out for Asia Fruit Congress on and Asia Fruit Logistica on coming to your computer screens in the middle of November. 
And in the meantime, every week here at FruitNet, we're hosting Asia Briefing to get you up to speed on what's happening in Asia. So check it all out at asiafruitlogistica.com and do sign up. That was Fruitbox, and this is Chris White. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. To sponsor a future episode, please email advertising at fruitnet.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Fruitnet Live. And don't forget you can keep up to date with all the latest fresh produce industry news at fruitnet.com.